Michigan Short Track Racing Authority is Horsepower Happening. Curtis Roberts, welcome to Horsepower Happening. The Northport, Florida driver, Danny Sams III, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Travis Stemler, welcome to Horsepower Happening. Steve Irwin, welcome into Horsepower Happenings, my friend. Director of Race Operations for the ASA Stars National Tour, Joe Ballas, welcome. Over 50 years of industry experience, from behind the wheel to behind the microphone. Here comes Stambaugh into turns three and four. Stambaugh to the lift. Stambaugh sideways. Greg Dolman wins. Yeah, guys, wholesale uh, right side tire changes. That that seems to be the decision. All down mode. Exclusive interviews every week. Hear from drivers, track owners, series promoters, and so much more. You know, after about eight hours of months in medical center, they uh, they were pretty adamant about me staying out of the car for quite a while. It'll be at least my first stab at driving a race car that I haven't prepared from end to end, that I'm not calling the shots on, all of that, all at once. Plus, local news, analysis, and opinions you didn't ask for. She is not going to have any excuses. That is some of the best equipment there at Anti Camp and Racing that money can buy. This points fund is massive. These races are massive. These are some of the most high-paying races in the country. From the north side towing of St. John's Studio, presented by CNT Services, here are Zach Heiser and Rich France. Good evening, race fans, and welcome in to another episode of Horsepower Happenings. So much to talk about tonight. One great interview with a driver, another great interview with uh, driver, promoter, car owner. Talk about that more coming up in just a moment. But first, here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Denny Hamlin made more friends on Sunday after pulling a Ross Chastain ditto-type move on none other than Kyle Larson to pick up the win at Pocono. It drew the heavy boos of fans after the race finished under yellow. Austin Hill picked up the win in the Xfinity Series. Kyle Busch went to victory lane with the NASCAR trucks. And Jesse Love won a, would you call it a morning matinee version of the Arkham Menard Series race? Uh, that race started at what, like 8.30 in the morning? Uh, so uh, good job to uh, Jesse Love for picking up that win in the ARCA Series. Ashton Winger got the win in the Roscoe Smith Classic Southern Nationals in the modified ranks, or excuse me, in the late model ranks, in the modified ranks, Nick Hoffman, typically in the modified ranks. He picked up an Ironman late model series win down in Southern Ohio at Atomic Speedway. Meanwhile, Hudson O'Neill picked up a... Uh, Third place finish in the Silver Dollar Nationals. Third behind none other than Ricky Thornton Jr., who banked in $12,000 with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Brandon Shepard was the runner-up in that event. Those things and so much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. A good Monday evening to you, sir. Good Monday evening to you as well. Did I have a fun Saturday night? Yeah, I know you had a good time on Saturday night. Uh, I actually spent a majority of my day on two wheels on Saturday, and uh, we didn't get I told done. you, take the two wheels I to know. Flat Rock, man. We did a memorial ride. It didn't get done until 5 o'clock, so I really didn't, I didn't have time to make it anywhere without being late. Uh, so we ended up just uh, sitting around a campfire on Saturday night, which was no big deal. But... Uh, Man, you got to see an awesome show on Saturday. We're going to talk about that coming up. But also on Saturday, $10,000 was on the line down to our south just a little bit. Yeah, you don't see that You don't see that kind of money, Zach, in a, in a late model sportsman race usually. Um, but uh, Plymouth Speedway put the money up, and it was Jeff Gannis picking up the big $10,000 payday in the Jeff Anderson Memorial late model sportsman event at Plymouth. Uh, Chris Shannon, Hunter Jack, Dylan Stovall, and Brandon Oakley would complete the top five. And and I heard 
that Nick Pressler probably had that thing won and had a mechanical difficulty late uh, that cost him $10,000. Man. That's got to sting a little bit, wouldn't you think? You hate to see that, don't you? Just <laughs> you yeah. got a car that could win, and then, bam, something mechanical gets you. Hold so. on to that thought, will you? I will. It's, it, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be a theme tonight, doesn't it? Yeah. All right. Sure uh, let's talk a little bit more about what was happening in the open wheel ranks. The must-see racing sprint cars actually had a double header in the state of Michigan this weekend, and uh, we could bore you with all the nutty and you know gory details, Rich. But when it all boils down, Jimmy McCune just absolutely put the hurtins on the must-see racing crowd this weekend. It started Friday night at uh, Birch Run Speedway and Event Center. And uh, that was where the weekend began for the must-see racing sprint cars as uh, Jimmy McCune went to victory lane there to start things. They had a great field as well. Uh, McCune, the winner over Bobby Santos. Jason Blonde finished out the podium. Charlie Schultz, the defending champion in fourth. And uh, Rick Holly rounded out the top five. They had 20 of these wing sprint cars at Birch Run on Friday. So a good showing uh, for them on Friday. Then Saturday, they go across to the other side of the state. And they head to Berlin Raceway in a combo event with the 500 Sprint Car Tour, which we'll talk about that coming up in just a moment as well. Uh, again, we could spare you the details and just tell you, Jimmy McCune again goes to Victory Lane at Berlin, making it a clean sweep on the weekend. Uh, and, Rich, I tell you what, when we talked to this guy last year, you didn't know if you'd ever see him in a race car again. We talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and it was evident he was not done winning races in sprint cars. And a clean sweep of the weekend, got to be pretty good for him. Now, I think the old Bulldog is just fine these days. Uh, I think he's gotten through everything he needed to get through. And obviously, uh, his competitors this year in 2023, Zach, are paying for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah they're the losers in this thing, right? I mean, he, he doesn't he seem like he comes back, and we kind of talked to him about this a little bit, you have an injury like that where you think that you may be debilitated and, and out of the driver's seat for maybe the rest of your career. Does it seem like he has come back with more of a, a, a fire to, to get things done? Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, when you drive those things, you can't overdrive them. You know, you, bad things can happen that way, too. But uh, it just seems like maybe he's got a little bigger and maybe like a second chance, um, you know, knowing that what what could have been the end of it. Um and he's taken full advantage of it, that's for sure, this year. Absolutely. All right, what else do we got going on? There was a lot of outlaw super late model racing this weekend. Yeah, I, I wasn't able – obviously, I was busy, so I was I couldn't make it up to the growler up at Onaway. But uh, Lonnie Samir came, comes away with the growler winner, his first ever outlaw super late model win. Now, word has it from a birdie that was in my ear today, uh, Blake Childers and Jason Felver were battling it out. Lonnie Samir running a strong third place. And these, these two just were all over each other, and um, they didn't finish, and it carried back to the pit area, and uh -oh. they continued it back there. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it, I just heard, I, I think about, uh, I think seven cars finished the event, but uh, I was told Lonnie Sommier ran a great race. Uh, it was not handed to him. He, ran, he was running a very strong third uh, when Childers and Felver got together, so... Um, congratulations to Lonnie Samir for his first Outlaw Super Late Model win. And this is one of them things, right? We know Lonnie, Bertrand, Owasso, Pure Stocks, and Street Stocks. And then 
He kind of made that one-off start at Owasso a couple of weeks ago, and everybody said, whoa, Lonnie Sommer in, a, <clears throat> in an outlaw car. That's kind of surprising. And then, what, two weeks later he wins the Growler? I mean, what a shock, huh? I mean, <laughs> if that would have been Vegas, Rich, uh, you, you could have been a very rich man today. Yeah, exactly. It, but I don't know if you. I mean, would you have put your money on him? I don't. I don't know. There, there were several other cars in that field that I think I would. If I was a gambling man, I would have probably not nothing against Lonnie. No, yeah. But, I, but he would have put his own money on somebody else probably too. But uh, yeah, from what I understand, he's driving for a first-time car owner. So good for him. I mean, I, I think I, I did see him uh, at one of the Owasso events. Was his first outlaw race, and this was his second race, I believe. And and picks up the win in the growler, so pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about some open-wheel sprint car racing, and it was a big week for that. It started on Thursday when Winchester Speedway played host to the USAC Silver Crown Series, and it was none other than the multi-time USAC Silver Crown champion, Cody Swanson, who went to victory lane going back-to-back in some sort of manner. It was the second consecutive USAC Silver Crown win after winning the most recent round at Madison International Speedway back in June. And it's the 13th time in his history that he has gone back-to-back with the USAC Silver Crown Series for Swanson. Uh, He got the win over Bobby Santos, who started fifth and clawed his way up to second. How about Derek Bishak? in third from seventh, C.J. Leary fourth, and Davey Hamilton, who came from ninth to finish in fifth. A couple of other notables. Uh, One notable that you didn't see was a name, Tyler Rorig, who was supposed to be running the uh, full USAC Silver Crown Series season this year. No word from him at Winchester Speedway. Matt Westfall started 18th, made his way up to 13th. The uh, former Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Car Series champion, Taylor Ferns, had a tough night. She was out of that one early, finished uh, credited with 15th. Aaron Pierce, 18th from third, also did not have a good night uh, in that uh in that car either at Winchester. Then, Saturday, we move on to the 500 Sprint Car Tour. We mentioned we didn't see him at Winchester in the USAC Silver Crown. Well, we surely saw him on Saturday at Berlin Raceway. Tyler Rorig started Saturday night's 500 Sprint Car Tour in eighth. By the end of it all, actually, by lap 12, he went on to win in dominating fashion, his second series win of the season. He was also the fast qualifier on the night. He, of course, got the eight-position invert and would take the win by over-rich seven seconds over Kyle O'Gara, Cody Swanson, Taylor Ferns, and Dakota Armstrong, who rounded out the top five. So open-wheel fans got their treat, and uh, Tyler Rorick fans got treated as well on Saturday. An absolutely lights-out performance, which, by the way, gives him a pretty good stranglehold on the championship point standings. I say stranglehold because when you're battling with Cody Swanson and Kyle O'Gara, to have a 13-point advantage is is pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zach, I have to tell you, the uh, where I was at Saturday night, the winning margin wasn't quite that big. I'll get to that in a minute. But uh, the Stanley Memorial 150 on Saturday, uh, one of the biggest outlaw super late model events in our region for sure, was on tap at Flat Rock Speedway. With a great crowd, 24 Outlaw Super Late Models checked in. 23 took the green flag. Uh, Justin Clardy took kicked off the day, claiming fast qualifier honors, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Zach, uh, Brian Bergacre actually set the actual quick time, but an issue in post-race technical inspection would result in his time being disallowed, and uh, Bergacre would have to start from the tail 
for the 150-lap feature event. Uh, throughout the first half of the race, Max Fair and Justin Schroeder would take turns at the point, but uh, the complexion of the race would change dramatically, Zach, on lap 70. With Bergacre working his way from the tail uh, into the top five, he would work to the outside of Paul Pelletier as he charged. Uh, the duo would go side-by-side side down the backstretch, encountering a lap car. This turned into a three-wide battle going into turn number three. Contact was made between Bergacre and Pelletier, sending the 12 machine around. As Bergacre slid to the bottom of turn four, Justin Clardy made hard contact trying to avoid Bergacre, ending the night for the seven machine and causing severe rear body damage to Bergacre. Then the 12 crew went to work, Zach, after he went down pit road. The work in the pits after two stops, they basically rebuilt that front end. It didn't look a whole lot better when they went back out there, but they got him back out there, got it off the tires, and then went to the back and started driving back through the field again. Uh, over the next 50 laps, Bergacre would begin his way back through the field with Schroeder setting a pretty good pace uh, with Eric Lee in tow. As the laps wound down, the 101 of Craig Everidge lit the wick and drove to the point, bringing Lee with him. Uh, Lee and Everidge would stage a great battle over the final five laps, with the five machine making a final charge, actually getting the outside of Everidge. In the end, it was Everidge narrowly holding off the charge, bringing home the win over Lee by 24 one-hundredths of a second, Zach, at the line at Flat Rock, over 150 laps. Connor Zabosian, Justin Schroeder, and Bergacre would complete the top five. And Zach, hands down, easily, one of the most exciting Stanley Memorial 150s in recent memory. My friend, you missed a dandy. Yeah, I know. I talked about going, and then uh, I, 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 I had my mind partially changed, and things just didn't play out. But, man, I, I'm glad that it was a good one, though, right? I mean, anytime that we can see a good outlaw race, I think, is, is a good thing. And, I mean, how about the fans, right? They were treated to a hell of a show. It, it was awesome, and and we we and the, there were three cautions inside the last twenty laps. Was kind of kind of let everything tighten up, and it even gave that twelve car a sniff. He was up to fifth, huh. and it was and everybody's like, "How this was all on Brian Bergacre, get because that car was not handling." I'm telling you right now, there's no way that race car was handling the way it looked, and that was all the talent of that man doing everything he could to get it that far. I think when he finally got to fifth, that was about as far as he was going to go with the, as battered as that machine was. Uh, but he drove his proverbial tail off uh, to get back to the front. I don't think he probably had enough to, to get up there with, with Everidge and Lee and kind of compete for the win. But it was still awfully impressive for him to do what he did. What is this, the first time in like six years that Brian Bergacre hasn't won the standee? <laughs> yeah, he was going for five. He was going for one for the thumb, Zach. Wow. <laughs> it, wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. he was going. He was going for five in a row. So, and and he already had uh, four Joy Fair Memorial 100 wins. So, you know, I asked him. You know, I asked him down in Victory Lane. I said, uh, I know you just got out of the race car, but can you kind of enjoy this for a minute? I mean, you're never going to win every race, right? You know, you know it's going to end sometime. And he kind of took solace in it. He, you know, he, he kind of realized what happened, and maybe, maybe, maybe not. There was a way to you know, where it wouldn't have happened, but, um, you know, second thoughts don't make anything any better, but, uh, yeah, he was like, Hey, it was a good run. We'll come back next year and start the run over again. So Zach, an excellent race at the flat rock speedway on Saturday night. And on the phone lines. Now we have the gentleman that picked up the win on Saturday night. His first ever standing Memorial 150 win makes his home in Angola, Indiana. Craig Everidge, 
Welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me on. Man, I got down there to Victory Lane, and I don't know if you looked more tired or happy. Uh, so I came down to you just to let you lean on that car. Man, how exciting was that? And, man, what a finish you guys put on at the end. Yeah, uh, I was very fortunate. Uh, I don't felt till I had the fastest car, but uh, I did try to play it smart, obviously, like I always do there and ride and save my tires. And the uh, car was a little bit better at the end. When I learned how to finally run the track, I was way down low and it seemed to help the car turn. And I didn't figure that out till probably lap 80, 85, and it seemed to rotate the center better off the gas. And then I had some drive off because we made the car tight before the uh, feature started. So we did that intentionally, but it was too much, of course. What was different this time? I mean, you know, we've talked after, you know, down, down on the front straightaway after other uh, 100, 150 lap races, and, and you're always fast at the end. You, you have that part figured out, but you could only, before it was like getting to third or getting to fourth. What was the difference on Saturday night? I really think uh, earlier in the year in that 100 lapper, I felt like I had a second place car to Burkaker, but uh, I could never get the inside on the restarts. And it seems like uh, this race, I only started on the outside one time. I started the race in sixth, end up in 12th, I think, before we got single file. But I was, you know, luckily it was a longer race and there were some cautions at the end. And I was on the bottom. My car was pretty good on the bottom. Like I said, uh, drive off the bottom and I was way too tight to run the top. I definitely would not have won if I'd have been on the top, I'm sure. I want to talk about this, uh, you know, kind of not really the elephant in the room, but Craig, we haven't talked to you in quite some time. And you've been kind of that silent predator in the Outlaw Super Late Model field where everybody kind of looks at the 101 and then something stupid gets you, right? Whether something breaks or you're caught up in a wreck or, you know, something silly gets you. How big was this on Saturday to, to get to victory lane, not only in general, but to have it be one of those biggest, you know, one of the bigger Outlaw Super Late Model races of the season? Yep. Uh, you are correct. Uh, I had a really fast car again at the Kalamazoo Clash this year. No one got to know it. I only got to run 14 laps. <clears throat> no one got to see it, but I felt it in the seat. I had a lot of drive off. I started 16th, drove to 10th in like 12 laps. But then they had the big crash with needles and fair, I think. And I spun in there and ended up, I didn't know what it was. It ended up breaking my brake pad off in the caliper so i pulled in because it had a big vibration Jeez. but um i was going to be good there i couldn't i don't think i could have run with burkaker but like we said burkaker's really good and so was shook there but unfortunately i think the only way we got this win was burkaker had some bad luck you know but it happens to me a lot. Hey, right. I'll tell you what, that is so. that is part of the sport, right? I mean, there's a reason that people say yeah. sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good. But I think you kind of put, as you mentioned, kind of put both of those um, ingredients together on Saturday at Flat Rock. And you go to Victory Lane. I mean, are, at this point in your career, are you still, and I think every race car driver is, is this way, right? You kind of get to that point where you're like, man, I haven't been to Victory Lane in a minute. Uh, you know, what is going on here? Was there any kind of weight lifted off your shoulders when that checkered flag finally flew on that 101 car? Yeah. Uh, 
I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> the main thing was to uh, for my son. We missed an all-star baseball game for him so he could go with me because I don't race much because of my children. I think I raced four times last year, and this year is probably going to be three or four again. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad he finally got to see me win because, and I have a story to tell you in a second on that, but uh, he was very happy, and he got to see us win, you know. And uh, I think he understands we're up against some real talented people that spend a lot of money. And some, you know, they work very hard at it. And, uh, you know, we don't just have the time to do that. You know, we just keep running the same setup and cars and same car I've had for like 10 or 12 years now, you know. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, you mentioned that too. You don't see a lot of um, what I would call field filler backmarker cars anymore in the Outlaws. Um, pretty much if they unload, they are in contention to be a top 10 or top five car. Uh, if everything stays together, these outlaw fields, I think now are super tight. We're not seeing a lot of, you know, flat rock pretty much the exception to weekly racing. So we're not seeing a lot of just kind of thrown together. Uh, like I said, you know, tail of the field, just turning laps cars, almost every outlaw, it seems like that unloads, Craig, you're going to have to race hard, uh, and you're going to have to compete against. Oh, that's for sure. There's, uh, there's definitely a lot of competition, you know, but honestly, that's like any of these races anymore, modifieds or even them sportsman races. There's big money sportsman races, but competition's fierce and the knowledge is fierce. Harold Fair and his teams and, you know, Giovanni's and Pelletier has been there a million times. Steve Lee's cars immaculate, every nut and bolt's polished. I mean, they're nice, nice stuff, you know. And they've got a lot of laps around that place. A lot of laps. Yeah, you know, I was very fortunate, and I still feel very fortunate. Yeah, Craig, what I thought was cool, you know, you win a race like that, and it's really easy to get lost in victory lane, right, with all the excitement and everybody down there and everybody congratulating you. But what I thought was really cool, and, and, and you can let everybody know about this, the guy that you just battled the last five laps trying to hang on, you kind of gave Steve Lee and Eric a shout out in victory lane. And, 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 and then I thought that was pretty cool because it would, it would have been so easy for you to just be excited celebrating your win. But, uh, you know, you just realized what those two have been going through for the last couple of months. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I know not many people believe this, but I honestly, I thought about during the race to let him win to just like let him go and, win for his dad. I know it sounds crazy, but I mean, that's the type of person I am. You know, they've been, they're friends of mine. They treat me great. And, uh, most people do, but you know what I mean? If I was in that situation, you know what I mean? I, I would like it to be that favorable. So at least I could do is offer him the trophy and dedicate that win to Steve Lee for sure. What point, what, what point was it where you changed your mind? <laughs> That's all I want to know. <laughs> I thought about it maybe for half a second, like twice. He's like, Eric's coming. I'm like, man, he wants to win this for his dad bad, you know. And they said he was driving more aggressive than he usually does and everything. And I was like, this would be great for him. You know, I parked beside him. They give you any guy's good to me. You know what I mean? And Eric, I go watch his son play basketball in Fort Wayne when they come this way. I call him. We talk weekly. Just friends I got from Flat Rock Speedway. He stayed at my house before, like several times. I mean, 
if I needed ten grand, I I know they would give it to me. You know what I mean? But in the same breath, but, quick quick math tells us a half a second twice. He only spent a second of time thinking about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, and, and I think Eric understands that too. But to your to your point, right? I mean, the the, the camaraderie in this field, the camaraderie in this sport. I would never even be able to fathom someone saying in the real world, yeah, I, I went ahead and let them win. It's just it's just not something that I think is, um, you know, actually obtainable. Uh, and it also goes to show how important, because you are that type of person that would try to let that happen, Craig, but how important it is and how hard it is to win these races today. Um, and, too, you know, this being rich, you know, we were talking about this the other day, one of the longest outlaw super late model races in the state that you'll see all season um, and the prestige that comes with it and all that being the Stan Yee. Uh, it, it's just not something that, that you want to let slip away. Yep. It was, uh, I, yeah, I didn't, yeah, man, I just, all the cards lined up. I'm just very fortunate. Like I said, for my boy on the way home, he's like, I'm going to win that race someday. Uh-huh. I'm like, dude, that's way hard. I'm like, dude, it's, I didn't say anything, but it's way, because he might. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell someone they can't do something. Right. A lot of people try, that's for sure. What is, I mean, so where is this on your list? I mean, you, you think about the people who have raced in this event, who have, as you mentioned, right, who have tried and haven't been able to. Um, the fact that you got this done, I mean, where, where is this on your list of accomplishments for you? Yeah, uh, Scott Hance, you know, he's obviously my hero. I've watched this guy, he's 10 years older than me. From when I was 10, he started racing when he was 20. So I watched him from 10 to 18 when I've been everywhere with him, winning races at Winchester, Nashville, Snowball Derby. You know how many outlaw races he's won at Flat Rock? I do. <laughs> I was going to say, Rich, Rich, I do. Rich just spoiled the answer for us, <laughs> for me anyhow. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's told me he's told me he's never won one. That's what, never won one. That's, that's what correct. Said, that yeah. an outlaw. I think he. I think he won in a CRA car, Craig. Got disqualified. Yep. But he. They well, yeah. Spring loaded right rear trailing arm. He didn't even know about the rule. They made it, and they took that from him. But he did win there. But they did take that. But yeah. But he never, never has crossed the, never crossed the finish line first in an outlaw at Flat Rock. He has in many other places. But not at Flat Rock yep. Speedway. Wow. Wow. And what yeah, did you think? What did you think, Craig? He was out front there for a while early. Um, not that he was setting a blistering pace, which I thought the pace for the most of the race was was really rather slow. They're run, you know, twelve fifties, twelve sixties, twelve seventies. Right in there was most. But uh, but uh, Scott got out there and led quite a few laps. Yeah, the, my spotter said, "Watch for Scott Hanson to go to the front." The car looked really stable in practice. And he told me the car was pretty good, so I was like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was no shocker because he's been up front there a lot, and he's had a pretty good season. He's gotten like three or four fourths and fifths. I was like, man, he's drove from fourth to first. I thought, you know, he's pretty good. Were you, I mean, Flat Rock is, is such a tight place, um, and and admittedly, Rich and I talked about this. I've never I've never seen a Stan Yee. I was going to go on Saturday, had something else come up. Um is this one of those races where you go into, is this like you're expecting to have a quarter panel tore off? Or, I mean, what is the race like, you know, 150 laps around Flat Rock? Is it 
rough, or, or are those guys I've, pretty I've, clean? I've seen them. I've seen them both ways. Okay, I've seen <laughs> twenty cautions, and I've seen two or three. You know what I mean? Tops. Yeah, but well, they had a pretty good field of cars, like twenty some. Like you said, there was five to ten. Well, I'd say ten and ten. You know what I mean? And uh, it was great. I mean, there was cars everywhere. You know, it was a it was a fun race to race. And it had to be a fun race to watch. I have to defer defer to you on that, Rich. I don't know. I didn't see it. (laughs) Oh no, no, it was it was amazing just because every there there were so many ebbs and flows with different leaders at different times, and um, you know, I mean, you can admit, Craig, you know, you were you were in the weeds waiting, and um, you know, you didn't make your appearance until very late in the game. Yep. Uh, I was like, this is good because, yeah, I rode around Scott Hans behind him for 40 laps, just like three-quarters throttle. I'm like, I'm not going to spin my tires. I'm going to ride right here around the bottom. And just, I was coasting. Clattery run into me like Justin, Clarity. Yeah. He run into me like on lap 30. So I stuck my hand out the window for the whole lap pointing at him. <laughs> I'm like, please don't let me, dude. I'm riding. <laughs> Well, and two, you mentioned you had to come from, from, you know, at one point you had restarted on the outside or started on the outside and fell back. And having to come from 12th, man, I I just, how do you maintain your equipment that long and just wait for things to happen? Like, you know, that Brian Bergaker thing, right? I mean, you might not have an opportunity to capitalize on that if you push too hard and get yourself into something. Oh, absolutely. I know I've seen it before, like the race, like I think Dakota Carlson, I've seen Mike Root do it. I've seen these guys when it they just ride around, ride around, and 30 to go. It's like, here they are. On the next restart, they drive by people two and three wide. Is that something that you That's have? That's where I learned it. Is that something that you have to, are you consciously in your head, don't go yet, don't go yet, or are you? Are you oh, you, absolutely. It, Every lap. Telling, telling your like, spotter. Stay, stay two, three car lengths behind the next guy. I never pressured. I watch ahead. I was just riding. Is there a benchmark that you set? Like, is your spotter, okay, if you run over a 12-6 or something at race pace, your spotter, you know, hey, you need to back it down, you're pushing too hard or anything, or do you just feel the race out as you go? Yeah, I just knew not to get my car upset and start spinning my tires. I just stayed, I mean, just back far enough so I could see, like, Burkaker wreck right in front of me. (laughs) So I could avoid the wreck. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, I seen him three wide. I'm, I started slowing down. I was like, I'm getting to the bottom because here it comes. Wham! And then Clattery was right on me, like within two feet. He drove through him and tore his whole front end off. Wow, could have been you, man. Yeah. yeah could've... Could've... Oh, I know. Yeah, I was staying back. I'm like, there's no reason to go here. Could have been Kalamazoo Clash all over again. Let's talk about this. You said yep. you're only going to be able to race, you know, maybe half a dozen races at best this season. Uh, there's a big Half one coming. A dozen. I got two left. I the said at Spartan best. I win. said at best. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, He's giving you a chance to change your mind, Craig. That, that's what I'm doing. But you know, you mentioned it, Spartan, right? We're going to talk to Jeff Finley coming up here in a little bit on the program. This is a big, big deal and a big race, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, whether it be Bob or Jeff or Chad or whoever the connection is, um, I think we're going to see a lot of people on Wednesday at Corgan Oil slash Spartan Speedway. Um, and you were telling us before we got started, you're planning on going as well. Kind of talk about this event and, and the Finley family and, you know, why you feel it's important to go. Well, I run good at Spartan. I run okay. I used to run there some on Friday nights. 
I like quarter mile tracks because of my age, because of my uh, children. Uh, it's an hour and 20 minute drive. Same setup as Flat Rock. Um, it pays double what Flat Rock pays, and it's over half the laps. So it's three quarter, the, not even three quarter. It's like uh, not even half. So we're at like forty percent of laps, sixty-seven for sixty-seven hundred to win. I mean, it's a no-brainer if you like racing. Yeah, gotta go. Talk about. We were talking about this a little bit too. You, you and the Finley family have kind of uh, built a little bit of a connection here over the last couple of years. Yes, I do. Uh, Chad calls me some. Like I said, they deer hunt on some of our farms that I hunt with uh, some of my friends. Um, the guy, I went and watched him run some dirt cars. I've seen him in Florida. They're, they've just, their dad used to come in a motorhome and support all my big races. The Sam Perry Memorial, I would get him a VIP parking place right up by the track for his RV. They treated me great. They would feed me. They're just great <laughs> racing their life, you know. Well, I, I, I think they would help anybody. I laugh because, Rich, you can attest to this. How many people have we talked to that we ask them about the Finley family and they say, well, they fed me. <laughs> the Finleys, yeah, the, they do. The Finleys like to make sure people have ate. I'll tell you that much, right? <laughs> yeah. But, you know what, this Bob Finley Memorial, as you mentioned, uh, sixty-seven over $6,700 to win. Um, you're bringing a car, right? You're not just going to support. You're going to run this deal. I am, yep. Uh, my goal is to be there and uh, hopefully, you know, run, you know I mean, I would hope five, five, six. Phil Bozell's really good there. Clarity's or Clattery's really good there. I think uh, Chad Finley might be racing that. And he's probably really good there. And uh, there's some other really good cars there. I don't know. Chad Finley's a dirt guy now. I think you can handle it. He can. He'll be. He'll be fast. I think he's running. Do you know whose car he's running? I forget. Uh, Rose Bros. Yeah, he's Rose Bros. Running Rose Bros. Number one car. Yep. They. They actually. Yeah, that car's fast. And he just ran that at the Growler too, so he's already got some seat time. Yep. He'll be fast. Craig, I talked so, to you. I, I talked to you on Saturday, and I know you. You know you didn't have a whole lot of people, but because you got that big all average auto dot com on the side of that race car, but. Uh, Now's your chance to give anybody a shout-out who's helped you out to get to Victory Lane and pick up your first standing memorial. Okay, real quick, i got to tell you about my son. He's 11 years old, and I've been coaching him on many wedges and racing, okay? I didn't have a radio in my car to talk, a push button, but I had a radio on inside the car for my spotter. And my son, we told him he could talk under the cautions, right? So it was like 34 laps to go. Well, I'll tell you what he said first. He goes, Burke Aker's out. He's done. Under the caution. Then, like, five minutes later, he goes, you're not going to believe this, Dad, but Burke Aker's back out. They taped his <laughs> car all up. <laughs> I go, oh, no. He goes, 20 guys. He said, I've never seen anything like it. He goes, they beat on it with hammers, sledgehammers, and duct tape. He's back out. And then uh, it was like lap 80. He goes, Dad, you're not going to believe this, but Burke Aker's one car behind you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> go, oh no. So then it's like 34 to go. I think uh, he goes, you're going to have to run these next laps, Dad, hard as you can. Then it's like 14 to go. He goes, Dad, he goes, I know you're tired, because that's why I tell him in sports, but you got to push through, he said. 
You got to drive these last 14 laps as hard as you ever drove in your life. Okay, the next car, she's like, Dad, don't screw this up. Whatever you do. <laughs> we, we, yeah, yeah, Zach didn't know. We had a few late-race cautions. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like three in a row. I had to, I had to try to jump Schroeder, but he was, like, dead even with me every time. I'm like, I'm going to start it different. He was right up on me, and as soon as he heard the motor, he fired, and he was wide open, too. What so was- then he's like, man, he goes, you're not going to believe this. He said, the five cars coming. He said, <laughs> Uh, That's the last oh, thing you no. wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they're like, for a second. he's on you. <laughs> he's on you. I'm like, oh, man. But, yeah, it was uh, I run for my life, that's for sure. What was that like getting that pep talk from, from your son and him using some of the same words that you use in baseball with him? Yeah, it's exactly what I've told him. Everything. Hit your marks, because I tell him that in a mini wedge. Keep her down. Hit your marks. I was just like, man, the kid's. He knows the game. He's focused and listened well. Did it he help? He probably did me good. Did it help? No, he was saying, like, <laughs> you better drive it hard as you can. I was like, no, you got to slow down, dude. Don't, don't overrun the corner. Don't push. Just right. be careful. Right. You know? That's funny, man. But I, no, it, it did. I was listening, and it was the best thing ever in my life, listening to that not on the radio it was funny <laughs> what so uh, obviously you know you mentioned your spotter and as rich said right i mean uh you you've got your business on the side of that thing but who are the people that help you do what you do well um uh, i do have guys that's been going with me for a while i have like my brother went with me for the first time ever in the trailer he used to be a great race car driver back in the day, won 20 street stock features in one season between wow. Fairfield Speedway in Fort Wayne and Angola. And uh, so that's probably how I got the bug. My dad used to race some. But uh, I have Roger Barquillo that helps me. I have Kevin, the spotter, Pfeiffer from up in Michigan. He lives close to Flat Rock. He came and spotted. And I have a Shannon Asher from my... Uh, hometown here went with me. He's been going a couple times, but we just have some guys there, and we just go for it. Well, Craig, man, uh, congratulations on the big win Saturday. We'll see you Wednesday at uh, at Corrigan for the Bomb Finley Memorial. Yep. So uh, we'll come down and talk to you then. And uh, who knows, maybe you can go two for two this week on big races. That'd be pretty cool. That would be uh, like I said before the one fifty. I didn't feel my car was that good. I said that'd be a miracle. They just witnessed a miracle. Yep, I was very fortunate. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, we'll we'll see you on Wednesday. Congratulations, and uh, thanks for making time for us. All right. Hey, it's supposed to be hot too. You guys know that. Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring the ice. It'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, like eighty-eight. I don't like the hot weather because I don't have no sweat glands. Well, yeah, that's that, right. That, so yeah, yeah, I I suffer in hot weather. I don't like it. I'm yeah. thank God that we had those cautions late. My son's like, get you a drink of water. You're going to need it. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was definitely, I was definitely exhausted. Yeah. I could hardly talk. I looked at the video. I was, I was pretty spent. A fountain of wisdom. That kid is, you better bring him with you Wednesday. I don't care what he's got going on. It sounds like you need him. Oh, he is. Yeah. He's at basketball camp. I said, I got to pick you up and take you with me. Dude. Like <laughs> oh man. All right, Craig, man, we're going to let you go. Uh, good luck. Good luck yeah, Wednesday. Guys. We'll talk to you. All right. Thank you. Well, good to talk to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, good to talk to Craig and kind of get 
It's always fun, right? You, you and I see the race from up above and then to kind of hear how it played out inside the helmet. And I love that story, too, about his son telling you, you got to drive that thing, man. They're coming for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, I like I liked the one. It was really cool that, uh, you know, down in Victory Lane, he, he dedicated the race to Steve Lee, Eric's dad, who yeah. has been really sick uh, the last couple of months and was in, in some pretty bad shape. And Steve was down on the main straight. He, Steve was at the racetrack for the first time. And uh, down there on the main straightaway with Eric, uh, you know, in Victory Lane as well. So it was that was just a pretty cool deal. And that's and and that's not just a guy trying to look good. That's all Craig Everidge. That's the way he is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk about some other things, Rich. Quickly, uh, you kind of put this together, and I thank you for that. And so do the fans here of Horsepower Happenings. Other people went to Victory Lane, not just the ones that we highlighted at the top of the show. Who else found Victory Lane over the weekend? Yeah, Zach, I try to grab some from throughout the state, a little bit of dirt, a little bit of pavement. So David Hilliker picked up the UMP late model win uh, at Tri-City on Friday. Uh, Nate Jones would grab the IMC modified win at Tri-City. Brandon Thurlby would pick up another win uh, this time at Merritt Speedway on Saturday night. Chad Spencer would pick up the IMCA modified win at Merritt. Tom Sprague Jr. grabbed the late model win at Thunderbird on Saturday. A.J. Ward would take home the IMCA mod honors. And Ryan Holflander and Brian Tomei nabbed the sportsman feature wins at the Berlin Raceway on Saturday, Zach. You know, I, I got to tell you, too, I got an email on our uh, press release email chain from a fan uh, of Horsepower Happenings who wanted us to draw some attention to a pretty cool thing that happened over the weekend. J.C. Witherspoon, you and I know J.C. Witherspoon. He was, of course, mm-hmm. uh, a regular competitor with uh, Merritt and Tri-City, and anytime we went up there with the American Ethanol Tours, he would compete and, uh, you know, was was a good, you know, in-the-heart-of-the-field driver. And uh, he had something happen over the weekend. The engine expired on that car after an exhaust valve broke and did quite a bit of damage. And so for him, a small-budget team racing dirt car UMP, late models rich, something like that, catastrophic. And at this point in the season, it's the end of July, usually a season ender. But one day after that post, not even a day, Rich, it was only a matter of hours. That post initially about the engine being catastrophic was made at 11.52 a.m. on Sunday. By 2.30 p.m. on Sunday, J.C. said, quote, well, with the gener- uh, generous racing community, I had a few offers to try and finish out the season. On my way to go pick up an engine right now. Thank you to Rob and Derek for reaching out as well. Going to be a long, busy week, but if everything goes good, hopefully make it back out on Friday. Don't you just love the racing community? That's cool. That's that's <laughs> really cool, man, because, you know, it because we've seen JC, he could be really. I don't be careful who you loan an engine to, guys, because <laughs> JC knows how to wheel a modify a, a, a late model. I'm telling you, he can be really fast at times. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the fan reaching out and uh, and, and kind of drawing some attention to this because that is a cool, a, a really awesome feel good story, and I wanted to make sure that we got that in on tonight's program. Also, something else I wanted to make sure that we got in on tonight's program. This is off the script, Rich, because it is breaking news uh, that was given to us just before we went on for the show tonight. Home Pro Racing and uh, Steve Harding, owner of the Nefco 14H, are joining forces for the 2024 season and for the remainder of the 2023 season. 
uh, in a press release that we will have put out for tomorrow morning. It says, quote, with our two teams, now teammates, it will provide greater resources for sharing equipment, sharing information at the track, such as race setups, and when needed, sharing drivers and crew for busy race schedules. That coming from Shannon Eifert, owner of the Home Pro Racing 50-year shingles machine. Uh, they say they have big plans for the remainder of the season with the 50-year shingles car. And in 2024, quote, fans can expect to see the Steve Harding 14 machine with the Home Pro and Nefco logos on the car with a brand-new paint scheme for all GLSS races. In short, the plan is for Steve Harding's 14 to be the dedicated Great Lakes Super Sprint Series car, while the 50-year shingles car travels the Midwest and greater parts of the country with various drivers throughout the season. The press release finishes by saying, quote, the driver of the 50-year shingles car for 2024 is quote to be determined so uh big news coming out of the uh the home pro racing camp well that's about as close to a monopoly as, <laughs> as, as, as we can come up come up with in sprint car racing isn't it Zach? yeah i know those two and it's funny right what did we talk about last week with darren nida what happened to that steve harding number 14 are we going to see you in that thing uh yeah. anytime soon and and Darren, even at 16 years old, politicked his way right out of that question, and now we know. Yeah, yeah. Now we know why. <laughs> yeah, he knew something was going on, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. So, Zach, that'll wrap up our winners that we had from the weekend. Now we move on to uh, we missed him last week, and I, I tried blaming it on him, and he says, "No, no, no, no. I sent you a quiz," <laughs> and I said, "No, you didn't." And so it's about it. Where it's hat. We I think we agreed with Gary that it was half and half. He showed me the quiz in his text, but it was not in anywhere in my phone. I'll tell you whose fault it wasn't. Uh, I won't take any blame for us missing last week's quiz. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you're the only one that doesn't have to take the blame. <laughs> anywhere, anyway, July quiz number twenty-seven. A week later, Gary Lindahl, welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Uh, good to see you guys. And you know, at some point, I'll blame you, Zach, for something. <laughs> I, I, I There's will, no doubt in my mind. I will. I will be ready. I will be ready for I, you. I, I'm going to absolutely do that. And I told Rich. And you know what, and I'm sure, uh, because I am technically challenged. At 71 years old, I'm technically challenged, so I'm pretty sure I must have messed up. So, <laughs> But I'm still going to go, it's half and half. It's maybe hey. my fault a little bit, but it's Rich's too. You guys are partners, and uh, the way I understand yeah, part we're partners. partnership is 50-50. So, uh, it I, is. <laughs> Well, hey. Uh, well, you know what? We can jump right in this quiz. Why not? And I'll tell you what. I haven't previewed this quiz either, so this will be a genuine test of, of my knowledge. Now, which, wait a minute. Which, uh, you know, Rich had he had it. Oh, I know. It's in my inbox. But you I didn't just, preview? I oh, didn't man. look at it. I didn't look at it. So I'm going to take an honest crack at this week's. Okay. All right. So question number one. What was Louis Houghton's favorite number? <laughs> I would have no Louis clue. Houghton. I would have no what clue. What was Louis Houghton's favorite? No, I don't even know who Louis Houghton is, Gary. Well, guess what? That's why I said this is a history <laughs> lesson. Okay? Oh, it's a history lesson. Okay. Question number one, what was Louis Houghton's favorite number? Question number two, Gary. What was Peter Olowski's favorite number? It's kind of a number thing, I'm you know, the I'm, first two questions. I'm picking up a theme. And to be honest with you, and to be honest with you, Pete Orlowski lived a block away from me. All right. So you should know kid. this. You should know this. So that's kind of one of those things, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I don't know this one, Gary. So let's, uh, what, what do we got for question three? Question number three is, 
Who wrote the column? Rebel Yell in the Mark Times Racing News. Ooh, Mark Times. this is going to be. Somebody will get that. Somebody's going to get that. Yeah, one. this is a good one. Somebody. I would think so because you know, I mean, certainly. Yeah. Now, Rich and I had a discussion with question number four. Uh oh, was there a disagreement? No, it's just. I... No, he said, "Oh, it can't <laughs> be this. It can't be that." I'm going. Yes, it was because I took this off. An ad in the Mark Times. Oh, you gave oh, a hint already. Oh, hey, oh. but you know what? He's making sure that everyone knows it's legitimate. So I like this. All right, what's question four? Okay, where was Seneca Performance Service Center located? Uh huh. I wonder, Rich. I wonder if there's a couple of uh, things that you got to make sure are perfect in there to get this answer. I guarantee you, you have to you do have that. To make perfect. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Cool. And there are certain things you have to do. Now, what I'm going to tell you guys is next month, this quiz is going to be quiz number one. The first quiz I ever did in Mark Time Racing News. Really? Oh, you're going to relive that the very is what first the quiz go. The, the very first quiz. And that's going to be an interesting thing. And wow, I thought I'm excited I went for that. Back in the archives because I got most of the Mark Times Racing News, and that's what the quiz is going to be next month. The very first quiz I ever did in well, Mark Times Racing News. On the bright news. side, you're, for next month, you don't have any research or work to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's already done. <laughs> No, I already did the research. I already dug the columns up in a row. Like I hopefully, I he, hopefully he has the next month edition of the paper so that he can have the answers available too, though. That's that's going to be the key. <laughs> oh, no. I already got the answers All too. Right. Good, good deal. Because I wrote the quiz. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> hey, Gary, before we let you go, um, we know pretty cool deal you got coming up. We're going to see you on Wednesday. Uh, yes. At Corrigan Oil Speedway. You're going to yep. be up there in the booth for the Bob Finley Memorial. Uh, we're going to talk to Jeff Finley here in just a few minutes. Um, tell me how cool that is for you. You know what? For me, I love Jeff. And, and you know, I have been, you know, I'm probably one of the few people that actually was at Spartan, well, Lansing Motor Speedway, when it was open in 1956. I was actually there with my dad with Super Modifieds. And then the Finley family, when I first started announcing back in the day, uh, Bob Finley, God rest his soul, God love him so much. The Finley family took me under wing, along with Gary Fidoa and Butch Fidoa and the rest of them, took me under wing, and they liked what I was doing. So that's where that all came from. And I spent 20 years behind the microphone at Spartan. And it's always going to be Spartan. In deference to Corrigan Oil, and I love Corrigan Oil. They sponsor at Flat Rock, and they sponsor at Spartan. But it's always going to be Spartan to me. <laughs> so don't listen for Gary to call it Corrigan Oil Speedway on Wednesday. Got it. Not going to happen. Not gonna Ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, man, we appreciate you, uh, and thank you so much for putting these quizzes together. And I tell you what. I'm excited to uh, hear what we got for August. Uh, and if you are hearing this or you're seeing it on social media, don't forget if you get all four questions right, uh, Rich will put together a perfect little prize pack for you uh, via Horsepower Happenings. And uh, who knows, maybe Michigan Auto Racing Fan Club. Who knows what we might throw in there for you. If you get all four questions right, 
and uh, can put it on our social media, and we'll reveal the answers on next week's episode of Horsepower Happenings. Gary, good luck on Wednesday, my friend. Uh, we'll see you up Hopefully there. see you guys Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see you there, man. All right. Have a good night. You too, man. Always a pleasure to talk to Gary um, and uh, get these quizzes, Rich. Uh, I, I, <laughs> we were having fun. I didn't. Was actually, it more fun to talk to Gary tonight than usual? It was a little <laughs> bit more fun to talk to Gary tonight than usual. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, so uh, anyhow, what I didn't hear your take. Did you know some of these questions? I didn't hear. Um, I own. No, I didn't know any of them. Because you guys probably- had a disagreement on the Seneca one. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to make sure that um, nobody looked up where Terry's at right now and say, and, and started picking <laughs> that because you're going to be many, many years off Yeah, if yeah. you pick his current location. Well, hey, let's talk about this, Rich. we got to get our plug-in coming up on Wednesday, July 26th. And looking at the calendar, that's only two days away from the time of this recording. Wednesday, July 26th, Corgan Oil Speedway, also known as Spartan Speedway, Mason, Michigan, Wednesday night special. It is... The Reveal the Hammer Outlaw Super Late Models racing for $6,767 to win, plus lap money, $667 to start. And Modifieds will be there as well, Rich. Racing begins at 7 o'clock. Entry list and more details expected to be released on Tuesday for a special Wednesday show at Corgan Oil Speedway. We just talked to Gary about him being involved in this event. We're going to go and cover it on Horsepower Happenings as well. Um the Bob Finley Memorial and the Finley family. We knew Chad Finley was going to get a ride for this deal. He has done that with the Rose Bruce car. Um, what kind of give me what you're feeling going into this week? Well, I think I, I, I like, I, first of all, I think it's very cool uh, for the Finley family. Everybody, everybody, Everybody says they treat you like family, right? And, I, and I've, they've never treated me any other way but family. Listen, if somebody's and, willing to feed me, I know that I'm in, right? So <laughs> every time I go to every time I go down to see them, they said, "You hungry? You hungry?" <laughs> yeah. Gosh, guys! And then tell and then every time they see me, Rich, you're looking a little fat, aren't you? you know, bro? <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys well, keep you, feeding me every time you see me. <laughs> yeah, every time you see me, you tell me go and get some food. <laughs> but uh, no, it's going to be great. Um, you know, we we need to get the entry list that I understand will be released sometime early tomorrow afternoon, and then I'll call my bookie. But I want to see the entry list first. I know, I, I do know that there was some damage race cars between the Growler and Flat Rock, so we'll have to see what cars survive, what cars can get them put back together in just a couple days, and then we'll have an idea who's showing up uh, to Corrigan Oil on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good regardless. I do understand it's going to be two large fields, though, by the way. Yeah, that's so. kind of what we're hearing, isn't it? And then Modifieds, too, right? I mean... This is kind of an open book with the success that Owasso Speedway's been having. They've been over 20 cars every night for their weekly show with Midwest Modifieds Tour. Now, it's not a Midwest Modifieds Tour sanctioned event, but, Rich, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw 35 Modifieds roll in on Wednesday. No, but I already know who I'm taking with my bookie. Yeah? I'm taking Aaron, I'm taking Aaron Taylor. Oh, jeez. Well, don't, you know why? Don't jump up and down on that limb. You know, I know. <laughs> we, we, we have him on the show, and he goes back and wins. Yeah. Again yeah. this weekend. That's not so a. I, I'm riding that pony. I'm dry, I am riding that 22 pony until it kicks me off. All right. Well, I'll make my. Right. Oh, fine. If you're going to make your early prediction for modifieds, I'm going to wait and make my race day modified prediction on race day. Does that work for you? Yeah. You. Of course you are. You're going to. I'm going to wait. You know what? I'll, I might wait until after qualifying. I don't know. I'm. I'm going to wait. 
<laughs> I'll take Walter Brinsky Jr. because he's starting on the pole. Yeah, that's exactly. Gonna do. Exactly. That's what Zach's going to do. You know exactly how this is going to play out. Yeah, I, I know exactly how it's going to work. <laughs> now, but and my, and my guy's got to come from 10th. When I look at this Outlaw Super Late Model field, again, we don't have an entry list, but how bad was the Burgaker court car tore up? I, I don't know. Is Mark Shook going to be there, right? Uh, Justin Claudery, he, he picked up a win there uh, last season and was their champion, right? I mean, Phil Bozell, Andy Bozell. Andy Bozell is going to be there in a modified, by the way, prepared by Travis Eddy. Did you know that? I did see the picture of that today. So uh, there's that for you to chew on as well. I don't know that you can make an early prediction on Outlaw Super Late Models, can you? No, you can't yet, I don't think. Uh, I think we need to see see the entry list. Uh, oh, the answer to your question, Brian Bergaker had about half a car left. <laughs> uh, every, everything behind the windshield was needed to come off that race car if they were going to ever go racing with it again. And uh, a lot of welding to be done, supports. So, yeah, there was um, there was some work to be done on that car. Justin Clorty, right front, gone. So I don't know. I know they were working on it down in the infield for most of the race, for the last half of the race. I didn't uh, – they may have rolled that thing off, but I don't know the extent of the damage to that machine. What about, uh, you know, Craig Everidge? He said that Flat Rock and, and, and uh, Corrigan race very similarly. Have you heard of any of your guys who are making the trip? I have not. I have not. So we'll have to see. Um, right. I think it's going to be more – you're, you're going to see more of the um, – more of the mid-Michigan guys. Do you think uh, we see a Tyler Rorig unload and outlaw for the first time this season? On a Wednesday without having a conflict with a sprint car? You never know. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't want to bet on it just because we hadn't seen him, you know? Right. But, but that's a lot of work to put into one race, you yeah, know? Might be worth it, though. Wednesday? Uh, a Wednesday show? We'll see. Yeah, that's like, yeah, for Tyler Rorig, what's that? That's like going to the ATM, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would draw six. I I would draw sixty-seven, sixty-seven today, please. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Go back home. No, what? we'll have to. We'll have to see. I don't want to commit to the outlaws until I see that uh, entry list tomorrow afternoon. Then that'll uh, kind of perk me up a little bit. I'll go early. I'll go early for you because you went early for modifieds. Okay. I'll make my outlaw pick right now. Give me, give me that blue and white number eight. I'll take Phil Bozell. Not a bad pick. I mean, he not won, a bad pick. He won how many of those uh, those those uh, auto value races last year? Yeah. So yeah, no, no, the um, you know he, he's got it. He's got the setup for that place real good. Uh, I just I don't want to be that easy. <laughs> I have to be. Yeah, I should pick Phil. I mean, we're friends with Phil, right? Right. But he's never mad at me, so I'll make him mad and not pick him. All right, there you go. <laughs> I'll, there you I'll go. pick somebody else tomorrow <laughs> just to be different. Well, Rich, uh, speaking of that event, it's now time to bring on the guy who's uh, got the namesake and is partially responsible for this event that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. Makes his home in DeWitt, Michigan. Jeff Finley, welcome on to Horsepower Happenings, my friend. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the invite to uh, honor my father. It means a lot. Absolutely. And, you know, Rich and I were talking before we called you. We've had Chad on, you know, who knows how many times. And I can't believe this is the first time that we're talking to you with your rich history and uh, you know, obviously everything that your family has done with this sport and, you know, your, your, the Finley name is rich in auto racing here in Michigan. And, and even beyond that, um, I want you to give me a little background because I think it all kind of ties into what you're doing on Wednesday to honor your dad, Bob Finley. And, you know, how many people he helped, including yourself, get into this and then your son, Chad. And, um, just, you know, my understanding is 
that, you know, your dad really helped lay the foundation for the name that you guys have been able to build. Oh, that's a hundred percent correct. And, and, uh, if you go way back in time, it starts with my mama. She, uh, she met daddy there drag racing downtown Lansing and, and, uh, she was in a car with another guy and daddy whooped on him and, and, uh, pretty soon they was talking and then uh, they went out on a date and first place they went to, I think it was Capital City Speedway back in the day. And, uh, they ran into a guy named Gary Fidoa, um, who they grow into love and adore and was pretty much, uh, he's responsible for laying the, the foundation that's built today. My dad worked for him and learned so much and helped him and, and, uh, it just kind of escalated. And then, you know, once we could get in there and, and get going, man, he supported a hundred percent with my mom. So, um, he's just, uh, he was just a special guy, right? I mean, he really didn't, as long as you treated him good and you didn't do anything stupid or, or bad, he would help you. So, I mean, I, I, we don't have the time for me to tell you how many lives he touched, but, <laughs> yeah, well, but he was just, uh, he'd give you the shirt off his back. Let me tell you that. And, so, I, and I know any time that I've talked to you about him, you've made that evident too, but how does your family, so, you know, mom and dad meet as, you know, kids on the drag strip. How does circle track racing you get, get into the Finley blood? Where did that begin? Did that begin with you or did dad start doing some circle track racing or, or how did that start? Well, it started with, like I said, my mom and taking him there. And then my dad, you know, working on cars the whole time. I think, uh, Doug and I wasn't doing nothing but working. And, uh, some old boy come in the shop and had a go-kart in the back of his truck and couldn't pay his tow bill. <laughs> so daddy swapped the tow bill out for the go-kart. Okay. And a good friend of mine named Dale back in, in, in that time in the eighties, we took it home and <laughs> we sandblasted it and rebuilt the whole thing. And, in, in his living room in a double wide trailer. I don't even have double wides back then, but in a trailer, we went to East Lansing cart track. And, and once I started doing good, you know, he, and he had time, he'd help. And we started traveling, racing go-karts all over. And, and uh, you're just getting trophies and spent a lot of money. So, uh, I think Dougie had just started running crystal or something like that for a year or two. And daddy wanted to get out of that and stay local. So, um, we just bought some old cars and we just had fun. I mean, I don't think I had a new car from him, but once in my life and one new motor, maybe two, but we always just did it from the backbone. But anyway, it just escalated, right? My family really enjoys it. You know, everybody was, you know, our whole lives was built around it. We were always at Spartan Speedway or some racetrack on a Friday and Saturday. So, you know, we were just bled into it and then it's just escalated from there. You know, when you're blessed to have your kids do it and, and, uh, your grandkids come and enjoy it. It's just, you know, it's, it's what it's about. I mean, it's, it's the original foundation of motorsports. It's not meant right. for all this fighting and, and running people in the wall and acting like idiots that you see today in the pits. You know, I've seen so much of that this year. I, it's pathetic, but you know, back in the day it was meant to have fun and you knew where your kids were and, and you knew what you were doing that weekend. You know, it was, it was the greatest thing in the world. And to me and my family, it still is, you know, some are, some of these other guys, I don't think they know the heritage or what, you know, what the sacrifices were for other people to make it what it is today and watch them tear it down. is kind of heartbreaking. So. Sure. You know, I was, uh, when I was doing some research, getting ready for today, I found a, a couple of pictures that I just thought were fitting. The first one I found was uh, a black and green car that I assume was an ARCA sanctioned car that looked like it may have been an MIS. Uh, it had your name ab- above the door and I saw your dad turning a wrench uh, in the back window of that car. And then directly after that was uh, Chad's ARCA win at Nashville that you were a part of. And I just thought, 
How cool is that, that, you know, multiple generations and you got to do something with Chad that, you know, you got to do with your dad um, and, and, you know, having that opportunity to kind of go to that next tier with uh, both levels of the family, I just think is, is so awesome. And you got an opportunity to kind of be twofold. You know, you got to do it as a driver for your dad and then you got to do it as the dad with, with Chad as the driver. How, how cool was that for you? There's just no comparison, right? I mean, there's, you know, I mean, when you lose your dad, especially recently, you know, you just, and he's such a icon. You just try to live up to what he's done. And that's what I've done my whole life was try to be the dad he was and do the things that, that he did. And, and that day was very special. You know, my brother Bobby, you know, we lost him in 05 and he was there that night too. I pointed up the sky to him cause he drove the hauler for us and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, you just when you when you're that blessed to do those kind of things at that level, it just it's, it's the world. That when you're talking about him with a wrench in the car, it's an old Ernie Irving car we bought, an old Kroger car back in the day, and uh, we run that out of our shop, and, and uh, we had some help from down south, but mainly my dad did it. So, and I'm screaming on the radio, we're tight, and he's screwing down on the right rear, and I didn't want to be much looser either. So <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a hail mary call, but I think we ended up like eighth or something, our first ever start. I don't remember. So Jeff, let's let's move forward uh, into this year and, and earlier this year, uh, your dad Bob passes away, and you come up with this idea uh, for a memorial event. Now that's the easy part, right? Saying, "Hey, I'd like to do a, a memorial event to honor my dad and everybody that he touched in auto racing, and and to honor everything." But that's just the start of it. Kind of take us through what you had to go through to get this thing off the ground. Well, I'm still not done right yet. When I'm done with you guys, I gotta I gotta go work on his race, and I still gotta get to St. John's store tonight. So, you know, it's just I just you know just all the lives he touched, and, and all the people after he passed that came up to me and told me what a great guy he was, and you know I just you know I'm sure he's not happy that money was spent, but but you know I just it, it's he's an icon, right? So and 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 uh, he loved this place. He loved Corgan Oil Speedway, Spartan Speedway to us, and, and uh, you know, Tracy and, and Tom, they're running the places. It was just real comfortable. So I just didn't know the backside of, of promoting like Mike Blackmere and the Hernleys and any promoter out there goes through and the challenges and the things you have, you know, I'm just a racer. So I think, hey, let's do this. Let's say, hey, man, we can't do that. You know, you got to take it easy here. We got to get people, and, you know, so I mean, there's just, there's not a lot of help and a lot of, you know, it's not like the old days where everybody just drop what they're doing and go racing, but. So there's a lot, lot, lot that goes into it, a lot more than I ever thought, you know, and you, with all due respect, I mean, if you look back and you look at the wood tick, right, I think Leah Thurlby has been doing that for whew, four, four years, five years. Anyway, I couldn't imagine the work that she goes through. I mean, cause she does so much for her dad and, and the money she raises and as big as the purse is, I mean. Yeah, that, Here that, I am just trying to do this little thing for my daddy, and I'm like wore out, right? Yeah, the Dan Soleil Memorial as part of the Wood Tick, right? Like in uh, the lap money and yeah. the things that she does, yeah. Oh, not, I mean, just the purse. Her hands are in that thing deep, real deep. I mean, she's a, from what I know, a one-man band, really. I mean, but anyway, so, I mean, it's just huge. I mean, you, you know, I, I just felt I wanted to do it. I, this is the last year that Tom and Tracy are going to be there, and, and uh so I just wanted to get it in there and it was too late last year. And, and, uh, so I just wanted to get it in and see how it goes and, and, uh, just hope for the best and watching the weather mainly, you know? And I think it was real cool. Um, I think what helped your event, you got to reveal the hammer series on board, 
to be one of their events. That's pretty darn cool. See, see, and their events are pretty impressive these days in their short period around. And then Dale Spencer has really jumped in with those modifieds and, and, and really made this a show, not just a, a one race event. Yeah, no, I mean, they were always there, and actually my brother Doug, said he wanted to do something. He went to Dale with it, and Dale kind of carried the flag on that um, and, and got a, a huge sponsor for us for that. That really helps out. We're grateful there. But, you know, the Modifieds are important, too, to our family with Corey running them now, you know, out of Wasso and hoping he gets to get traveling to some other places. But, you know, and uh, Dougie's daughter Ashley's out there with Tim Lahar. They got more race cars than Rick Hendrick, I think, but they're running two classes or something. So, but uh, yeah, just a lot of lot of lot of cool things going on for it. Just a lot lot more work than I ever thought. This is a uh, six thousand seven hundred sixty seven dollar to win event. Six hundred sixty seven dollars to start, and the number sixty seven is very prevalent in this event. Tell everybody why. Uh, in 1967, uh, Daddy started building his own tow truck in his backyard with a stick welder. And then I believe it was September, I'm not going to say the date because I'm not 100% sure, but September of 67, he swung the doors open and, and uh, you know, he, he just worked so hard for it. I mean, it was his life, his world. So we wanted to tie that number into everything that we did and, and uh, kind of carry on that tradition through racing with that number so and so you're going to do that and then of course as rich mentioned modifieds will be there as well uh this is a special this is a wednesday show where who came up with the idea to put it on a wednesday was that something that you wanted to do or was that suggested to you no i mean about two two years ago or so the hernley's uh we uh, auto value uh Bumper to bumper parts stores and myself uh, sat down with Tom and Tracy about doing some uh, uh, Friday night shows, the big Super 8 series or whatever it was called, presented by Auto Value. And uh, we were running dirt all the time. So, you know, my dad really enjoyed that place. So let's, let's throw a Wednesday in there and then we'll take mom and daddy over there and, and uh, take the bus, park them off the corner. They don't got to get out type thing on a Wednesday. Our whole family can go. So. Yeah. So auto value would come, we would come, and it just kind of tied into that. And back in the 80s, there was a thing called the Michigan Speedway Promoters Association Tour. So on Wednesday night, we would race somewhere in the state of Michigan every Wednesday night throughout the summer. So it was just a nice thing to get back to. Miss those days. We used to race Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, you know, all these pictures of my cars are all beat up because I, I raced every single night. I had the time of my life with my dad. I was so. going to say, can you imagine racing four days a week now again? No, not with all the work I got to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you get it either. But <laughs> what, what, what is your, so what is going to be your main takeaway? I mean, you know, we, we're going to put this race on or you're going to put this race on Wednesday. Um, Outlaws, Modifieds. And it's all obviously to, as we mentioned, honor your dad and, and really, um, you know, help people kind of, uh, you know, almost almost pay a respect to him and your family. What what will make this successful for you? I mean, do you have in your mind certain goals or things like that or certain expectations of how Wednesday will go? You know, just to see the grandstands at least half full, at least 20 good cars in each division, clean racing, respectful racing. And, and 
smiles on people's faces and having fun. You know, I think it's only 15 bucks to get in there and drops to nine or something for, or something. So it's not a lot of money. You know, it's 35 bucks at the pick gate. That's not a lot of money compared to dirt racing. So just to see everybody have fun and, and, uh, remember one of the, uh, one of the best. So Jeff, we're going to, we're going to, uh, Kind of let's let the fans that are listening in on this program this week, let them know um, what time should they get there? Uh, what time the pit gates open? What time the grandstands open? And um, kind of how's the program going to go? And I believe you're going to get started off at 7 o'clock, right? Uh, the race is, is going to kick off at 7. Again, we're watching the weather here. So, you know, with two divisions, it shouldn't take but a couple hours to pop it through and we'll just hold all the feature winter presentation stuff till afterwards, but that's, that's still all to be determined. I just met with Tracy Herney for a few minutes. She was busy. I was busy. So they're going to release all that tomorrow. I know there's talk of the pit gate opening at three and the grandstand at five thirty or something, but you know, I, I, I I'm going to let them handle that. And then of course, uh, so I mean, if they go to Corgan oil speedway on Facebook is all I know or Corgan oil speedway.com. Yep. Yep, that'll be a good place. Reveal the hammer sanction, so that means that we're going to see some of the best in the country there. And then, um, I mean, do you have you heard from drivers who are coming? Have people been reaching out to you saying they're excited about this and things like that? Yeah, they've been reaching out to Chad and I and, and Rich over there at Reveal the Hammer. I mean, you know, <laughs> you can always talk, right? Until somebody buys a tip <laughs> pass, you don't know. So yeah, you're. Exactly I mean, right. you, know, you know, it's dirt racing. There's a lot more cars to to do it than this kind of stuff so but you know i mean i've i'm pretty confident in, in 18 to 20 there's talk of 30 you know i i, I don't know but I, i'm I, i'm gonna say i'm confident with 18 to 20 cars we just went to uh todd roseborough's dad's race at the growler 100 yeah. you know and they had 17 cars and and it was a good race you know there was some stuff going on i didn't really care for but but it was a good race i mean you know and uh so, I mean, that, you know, that's all you can hope for in asphalt racing these days. Well, and then, so I guess, you know, one thing that we wanted to make sure is you, and as you mentioned, the Hernleys have kind of put together, um, you know, a team of people, and, and as you mentioned, some sponsors and things like that. And I know that those those individuals and those people are very important to you. So I want to give you an opportunity to recognize them. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to put you on speakerphone to get the list on my phone. but uh, Absolutely. That's fine uh, with us. That'll work. And because, you know, and, and this is the other thing, too, is we know this, Rich, from working with the Finleys, uh, you know, the, the humility out of this family. Jeff knows that he couldn't do this on his own. Um, and to be able to put together this team of people and these to have these supporters around you, Jeff, I know that that's really important to you. Oh, very much so. And I'll tell you something, you know, the, the one right off the top of my bat is auto value, bumper-to-bumper uh, -bumper parts stores, uh, a division of auto wears, and I believe Thoroughby Automotive is a part of that group. You know, they do so much for motorsports throughout the years. It's just crazy what they do. You know, you don't see them on a cup car or anything of that level because they spend it all locally to all us local racers and race tracks. I mean, that's, that's just a huge, huge statement by them. Um, and then obviously, uh, uh, airlift been with Chad for, Gosh, I can't even, it's been a long time. So those are two very, very big supporters of ours that we're very, very grateful to have their participation, have them involved in this race. And I mean, it wasn't even a, you know, you just called and they were just ready. And then when we announced that we were going to do some uh, 
price increasing for the modifieds, uh, Leaping Lizards Landscaping jumped on board. Um, and boy, I'll tell you, he, he helped us a bunch. So we certainly want to thank him. But, you know, when you go back to auto value and airlift, we got XLT engineering, hall anodizing, been with us for forever. Mike is a huge supporter of ours, Mike and Stacy and their family. And, and, uh, they're, they're jumping on board to help. Uh, at any thoroughby motorsports is helping north side of St. John's Duratech automotive's got the uh, $500 hard or fast qualifier award. Mercantile Bank, where we do our banking. Reed and Hoppus Towing, they just lost their leader here a couple months ago. They jumped on board to support us. Uh, Rex Wheeler, Wheeler Trucking, Wassell Speedway, he jumped on board. West Michigan International, place across the street from us we do a lot of towing for. Uh, Art Grover, who works at LaFontaine uh, Automotive Group, got them to come on board and help us. Where we cut our roots at, East Lansing Cart Track. Tony LeClaire jumped on, Nickerson Trucking, Ron Crusoe. Uh, my cousin Philip, Dennis Figley, just so many people. You know, Jimmy's towing out of Jackson. They jumped on board. So just without any of them, we couldn't do it. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody. But we're grateful to everybody and just honored to be able to put this race together. And, Jeff, I want to make sure, you know, you're thanking everybody. Uh, Zach and I want to take a chance. And, you know, you've you've really given us a shot here at Horsepower Happenings and, and support what we do over the years. And uh, we wouldn't miss this event for the world, man. We can't wait till Wednesday. We want you to get down there and talk to all of them drivers. And I don't want to forget Doug Lane at All-Star Performance. He got a late start in the deal. We just finalized him this morning, along with Dina and Chaz Howell from Howell Racing Enterprises. So just everybody. It's just a huge event. And, and, you know, I just want you guys to come and throw them microphones in their face and just make it a bigger event and help it. Absolutely. We'll do that for sure. Wednesday, this Wednesday, if you're listening on Monday night, it's two days away. If you're listening again on Tuesday, it's one day away. Uh, practice your I can't make it into work voice uh, because you might need it uh, either to get out of work Wednesday night or out of work Thursday morning because you do not want to miss this event. Bob Finley Memorial featuring the Reveal the Hammer Outlaw Super Late Models and Modifieds at Corrigan Oil Speedway. The only time you're going to see Outlaw Super Late Models at Corrigan Oil Speedway in 2023. Jeff, man, we, we appreciate you so much and everything that the Finley family does and, and has done. And we're looking forward to uh, helping you honor your dad coming up on Wednesday. We're looking forward to it, man. Uh, racing, again, begins at 7 o'clock. Look for all the details on the Corrigan Oil Facebook page and Corrigan Oil uh, Speedway's website as well. So looking forward to it, Jeff. Thank you, man, so much. We appreciate you. All right, you guys. I appreciate the nod, and thanks to all our fans out there. We appreciate everything. We'll see you all Wednesday. What a pleasure to talk to Jeff. And, and <laughs> Chad was joking about this on social media before we started recording because Jeff's well in bed now. Um, but uh, we <laughs> Chad goes, you know they have a time restriction on the show, right? Because we could have talked to him for about 45 more minutes, I think. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you, you go walk you walk up to Jeff in the pits and you don't don't plan on going anywhere for a while, you know. I mean, <laughs> no, and he and he's great to talk to, you yeah. know. And uh, I think he's really excited about Wednesday. He really wants it to go well, and I think it will go well. Yeah. Uh, he, he's you're just he you're gonna see how much support he gets. He's trying. He kind of plays it down, right? Oh, I'd like to see half a half full grandstand and eighteen to twenty cars. I think uh, I think Jeff's gonna be awfully amazed how many cars come in that pit area in my opinion a lot of people respect a lot of people respect that family and what bob and jeff have done and uh you know you, you don't have the success that they have without making some friends along the way and i think that you're going to see that on wednesday yeah absolutely 
It'll be fun. I can't wait to get there. Well, uh, what a week and a half it's been, right? We talked about this at the Kalamazoo Clash, that from that moment, the next 10 days, we're going to be full of some really big Outlaw Super Late Model racing, and that means that you had to work extra hard for the uh, Outlaw Power Rankings in the state of Michigan, Rich, and you were generous enough to get those updated before our show tonight. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna wait, right? And then I said, if I wait, this thing is going to go up, and I, 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 I'm going to have to do too much work at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually covered myself. So I went ahead and took care of, we updated the outlaw power rankings after the Kalamazoo clash. And then I upgraded them after this weekend, after the growler and the standing Memorial one fifty, And it's a little bit tighter than it used to be, Zach. Yeah. I'll tell you, it's a lot more interesting. Uh, top five is what we'll do. I, I did look, I think we, when I was looking, there were 48 outlaws that have performed this year that have finished in the top 10 that got at least one point in our power ranking. Yeah, that's not ca- that's not counting all the drivers who've made a start. That's 48 drivers have finished in the top 10 in Michigan this year. That's correct. That's impressive. That, that, that shows you there's a lot of cars out there. We just can't get them out of the shop all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. But uh, top five, uh, Brian Burgaker still on top, but not by much. Uh, Connor Zabosian gained a point or two on him. Uh, Brian Bergaker top 51 points. Connor Zabozian right there. Bergaker can't mess up. Zabozian at 48 points, just three points back. Phil Bozell, your man, sits, that you picked to win on Wednesday, sitting right there with 41 points. So if your guy wins and Brian Bergaker doesn't show up to Corrigan Oil, we could have a tie. That's right. At top of the power rankings. Do you think Connor's? Then, do you think Connor's going to Corrigan, or is he going to stay I, home? I don't know. I don't know that a lot of guys from Flat Rock are going to go to Corrigan Oil. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, and Justin Schroeder and Eric Lee, they are tied at 36 points apiece to rounding out your top five. And again, because we have to explain it every week, the uh, horsepower happenings, Michigan power rankings are based on a point system, 10 points for first, one point for a 10th place finish, only four races run in Michigan. So nothing from Plymouth, nothing from uh, Angola, nothing that's run at South Bend, uh, things of that nature, only races that are competed uh, and completed in in Michigan, uh, and as the sprint- and go ahead, and we must qualify that for entertainment purposes only, <laughs> race fans. <laughs> yeah, we're not handing out any checks uh, or, or trophies or anything. If we were, oh, yeah, that's not fair. My driver should be higher. He's done right, right. If we were, fun. there would be a much uh, more scrutinous uh, process for these power rankings. And speaking of that, how about this too in the uh, Michigan Winged Dirt Sprint Car Power Rankings presented by Jim Coffee and Son Plumbing and Heating. I am a week behind, Rich, because the last two weeks, the Great Lakes Super Sprints have been out of town, so it's just been Butler on Saturday that we've had, but now all of a sudden I need to get these updated because for the first time this season, Butler had a repeat winner, Darren Nida, and he went back-to-back, so... Uh, that that's impressive. Butler hasn't seen the same car in victory lane up until this point in the season uh, more than once. So uh, that that's pretty impressive. And the Great Lakes Super Sprints will return to the state of Michigan this Friday at I-96 Speedway. We'll talk about that more coming up in just a minute uh, with our upcoming events system. So right off the bat, Darren Knight is up to 20 points. He's going to be right in the smack dab middle of the uh, Michigan 
winged sprint car power rankings presented by Jim Coffee and Sun Plumbing and Heating. Uh, but I don't think that anybody raced enough to knock off Max Stambaugh from the top of the pylon as far as here in the state of Michigan. Everybody pretty much traveled with NRA uh, or went down to Fremont and Attica. So um, going to be all right as far as that's concerned. Yeah, and it's ironic. We were just talking about that. How long are we going to go before we get a repeat winner at Butler? Yeah. You know, we were, I think we were just talking about that last week, right? Yep. Um, didn't take us long, did didn't it? Didn't take long. <laughs> and what else did we say? We told Darren, once you knock the first one down, uh, they seem to they seem, they to, seem to come they easier. They seem to come. And so what did he do? Well, hell, we'll just return to the, the site of the crime for the first one. <laughs> and go one. get another one. And just go get another one. There you go. Let's talk about the upcoming calendar, Rich. Pretty cool for uh, Saturday at Flat Rock for your uh, front-wheel drive fans. They're going to get treated to a, a pretty good show. Yeah, this is a unique. Vores Compact Touring Series making their first ever appearance at the Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, late model sportsman. They were part of a rainout. I think it was last week while we were at uh, while we were down at Anderson at the, the Red, Red Bud. Bud. Yeah. Yep. So they'll have a late model sports. We'll have a 50 lap feature factory stocks and figure eights will also be in action on Saturday at Flat Rock. And then uh, Zach sprints and late models at I 96. Yeah. How exciting! I'm excited to get a chance to call that show because there were a lot of late model drivers who were bummed out that that season opener got washed away. Uh, so sprint cars, this is the Great Lakes Super Sprints, 360 cubic inches of raw horsepower alongside, uh, I believe it's going to be dirt car sanctioned or just open. I, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Late models, which, by the way, and I think this is going to be how it goes again. Also, don't quote me, but if you're a late model team listening to this, remember that first time around, payout match the Great Lakes Super Sprints payout. So I think it's a minimum $2,000 to win. Uh, Friday at I-96 Speedway for the late models. So uh, that should draw some fans and some some drivers, too, who like going to I-96. Um, I don't know if we'll see a Chad Finley with the Wednesday race. I don't know what Rusty Schlank's going to do. He said they were pretty much going to be off the map until Woodtick uh, because of some issues there. But I don't know. Maybe you pull an engine out of the weeds to come to I-96. Who knows? Uh, but it should be a good one on Friday uh, with uh, also – uh, Great Lakes Lightning Sprints will be in action as well. So we'll get the 1,000cc Lightning Sprints there as well. And then, quick turnaround for me, Saturday, uh, we expect some of our drivers from up here in the north to head to the south a little bit because the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour is headed to Nashville. And uh, the Pro Late Models will clash between the JEGS Tour and the regulars of Nashville uh, and all that action. If you don't want to make the weekend trip, it can be found on RacingAmerica.tv, and it's going to be a good show. Yeah, it should be fun. I about who's going to show up at uh, I-96. May, you might get a couple guys make the whole two-mile trip from Ionia, right? Yeah, and, and you know, maybe we, we've seen Ryan Vanderveen do good there, right? I mean, he kind of is locked down usually at, at Crystal or, you know, somewhere else like that. But, um, you know, <laughs> do we get a Travis Stemler or does he go to uh, – do you go – do you throw a rock and hit I-96 or do you go all the way up to uh, to Tri-City? I don't know. Um you know, there, there's oh, T-Stem will be at T-Stem will be at I-96. Yeah, I think it'll be. My, yeah. maybe we'll see. I don't know if we'll That's see about a, fifty cents worth of diesel to go there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we might see. I don't know. Will we see a Logan Nickerson? It's hard to tell. You know, who who we might see Friday at I-96. But regardless, it's going to be a good show. All yeah, right, it should be fun. Rich, that's going to do it for tonight, a jam-packed show. want to say thanks to Craig Average and Jeff Finley for making time, Gary Lindahl for putting together uh, a Gary Did You Know. We'll have that graphic on our social media coming up this week. And uh, congratulations to all the winners, and uh, good luck this weekend. We'll see you guys Wednesday at the Bob Finley Memorial. 
Corrigan Oil Speedway. Racing begins at 7. More details to be announced on Tuesday. So if it's after Tuesday, uh, look on, if it's race day, right? <laughs> if it's Wednesday, look on the Corrigan Oil uh, Facebook page and website for more details on ticket prices and entries and gate times and all that and uh, more ways that you can enjoy this show on Wednesday at Corrigan Oil Speedway. Until then, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Horsepower Happenings. For Scott Mendel, who pays the bills, Rich Rance, my co-host, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. The views and opinions expressed in tonight's show may not directly reflect that of Horsepower Happenings. The contents of this program may not be reproduced, retransmitted, or disseminated without the express written consent of Horsepower Happenings. Follow Horsepower Happenings on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes to keep up on what's happening.